listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation NARM and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firming our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop, 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 chip, 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 chip. Shop online at butterfieldhobbies.co.uk because it's day 341 of the lockdown and Hammy is starting to believe that he is 15 millimeters tall. If nice dice are your vice, be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot, if Australia still exists. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co host Duncan Icy Naked People Gosling. I'm just wearing a bubble hat and some hike boots. And leave a brush with fate, Pardell. Yeah, I am. I am just wearing paint mostly because my airbrush is spat out all over me. <laughs> Welcome to episode twenty-five, the lockdown special. Yes, Lee, continue. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? How much this airbrush sucks because it seized up on me. <laughs> um, oh we're no! We're talking about the painting, the um, breakthrough assault, twenty twenty painting fundamental. Nut- a palooza. What the hell is it? Found a palooza. Found a palooza. Look at yeah. that. Um, um, I've got Yankee games. I haven't actually played any. This is not the old list. This is the old list. <laughs> Why are you looking at the old one? I just looked at the one that popped on the screen, but somebody said Skype helpfully put the old list down. Oh. I'd Skype. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> Start over, get, edit, edit all that out, it's fine. Right, there we go. Right. We're oh, talking about, it. yeah, fight. I know it just popped up again. Yeah, it's great. It's good. Um, top five armor fighting vehicles. After <sighs> a stunning success of our top five tanks, once you actually read what a tank was. Um, yep. Painting, painting and more painting. Or not painting, as the airbrush may be the case. We're going to look at our listeners' questions in an officer answers. And then Duncan's going to bring us mini opera- military operation or but hasn't actually told us what the or is for maximum no. surprise. I think it will be focus names. You're close, but you're not close at all. <laughs> right, I'm going to throw this airbrush across the room and just get okay. something Harriers. Are you going to fly so, it, uh, file it on the G for garden? <laughs> It's got its mental image of a garden yeah. full of airbrushes, like lawn darkness. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. <laughs> to be fair, this airbrush is not the airbrush's fault. It's, it's my complete inability to do airbrushing. It's Why are you running? Here. What have you got? I've got a evolution. What? So yeah, exactly. It's not right. the airbrush's fault. I am just a klutz, and I've done something wrong at some point, and it's just. Are you spewing. using thinners? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm using using legit, um Surface well, Prime, with um, a couple of drops of flow improver in, so it right. should be going through lovely, and it's not. Oh. As far as I can tell, there's no blockage, but it's just spitting out paint out, out the out the um. It's like some sort of blowback going on. Yeah, it's spitting, it's spitting paint back out the hopper and up to where the actual um trigger is. Normally, you have to pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. Oh, oh, yeah. I was going to say, you know, that's just uh, just that just reminded me. Um, I, I saw today. Uh, congratulations, Coxer. Have you seen? He's he's had a um a little baby girl. <laughs> yeah, like right. Reminds you of Coxer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he listens, but all right, Coxer. Yeah, yeah. All going all right. Don't paint her dark grey. 
Oh God, no! Dunkel yeah, don't call a Ferdinand. Oh. Yeah, modulation. Oh no. So so with your broken airbrush, what were you attempting to paint at least? I was trying to put a um coat of primer on the sign winders and blue um BL seven five five so harriers. Plus some sheep plus some um shipping containers I got from the scene and some skips and some plastic cars I got from some market architectural supplies website. I was just doing like, them in the background because I was just use contrast paints to do it really quickly. Oh, cool. Well, not cool because none of it actually got happened because none of it actually... None of it worked. No, uh, I mean, it's just the, the idea of using contrast paints. I'd, I'd be interested to see how that comes out on terrain. Mm. Oh, I've done I'm a like... load of ruined buildings with them and they look amazing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just I'd the have thought there'd been too many flat lines. Well, no, these small scale works better. The small scale is... Um... is... That's what I'm hoping is the case with the shipping containers because they're relatively, you know, got te- they've got lots of nice texture because all corrugated and stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's textured, but it's small enough. Oh, that you, don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's ironic the Games Workshop probably made some of the best paints for 15 and 6 millimeter models that exist. I've not actually given them a go yet. Oh, I've, I've kind of gone into the deep end. I was lucky just before, um, before everything got closed down, I went to a couple of stores. I was like, well, I don't really need anything, but I'll pick these up to give, you know, inject some cash into some local shops before they shut up um, and uh, I have plenty of contrast <laughs> paints yeah of contrast paints um, I've been working on the, the flames of my Balrog that sounds like a medical condition sorry it sounds like all the ring spin-off at Battlefront I'm working on being yeah. Yeah, Balrog. flames of the Balrog yeah, yeah flames uh, of Balrog what save yeah. would a Balrog have? It would be... 3 plus. 3 plus. <laughs> well, infantry model. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Sad, isn't it? Just a big infantry stand. But it would always be in bulletproof cover. It would be lousy uh, fighting, that's for sure. They don't talk about that, have they? Son of a took. But yeah, no, the, the, the doing the orange-yellow... Um, red of the flames contrast paints yep. little bit of layering attempt at it and uh, I think it looks pretty good but um, I've not been brave enough to try anything for my flames of war stuff yet oh really? Mark's yeah. having great success isn't he? Like his powers are looking like he's, yeah. he seems like every time he does something he learns something new and therefore like the next thing he paints is a little bit just that little bit better again I think that's I why I'm waiting for him to finish and get to the limit of what he's done, so he can do all the experimentation. Oh, well. I can just swoop in and write the article and, and steal it all that all the glory. <laughs> or how to finally finish it off? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds yeah. sounds plausible. Well, he's come up with some interesting ways because he started to mix them as well. I think so. He's not just done straight out of the pot stuff. He's like he's like to mix the contrast together. That was what Which was on the. The Flames of War website suggested doing that. Yeah. I did that as well? Yeah. I have to admit, I glanced at that article. I didn't. No, it's didn't quite a good He's got quite a good selection of just like if you want olive, you know, US olive drab, Soviet colours of this. Um, I almost wish that I hadn't already sprayed my entire Team Yankee Soviet infantry company um, fur brown. Oh. But. Conversely, I then again realised that does mean that I don't have to actually paint the bases, which is 
I remembered halfway through dry brushing them how much I hate painting infantry bases, the actual texture base. Yeah. So spraying it's pretty good, and then just do a dry brush over the top. And now I'm currently building up the energy to just block in all of that um, khaki grey uniform because there is just so much, so many stands. Can, can you not just dry brush it and then use the fur brown as the shade? Just a thought. You can, but I'm planning on blocking all the colours in and then giving it a seraphim sepia wash. Okay. It's one of my favourite washes, by the way. Top top yeah. five washes. Top five washes. No, that that one um, is definitely up there. I, I, I like it better than Agrax, I think. It's, it's, it's just that little bit softer. Yeah. I, I just... The, the, the actual... Because I've got the original metal release. Metal! So, metal! So the more... Um, the infantry, you mean? Yeah. So I don't want to kind of... I want to spend a little bit of time on them at least but we'll see we'll see how frustrated i get and how i end up just being just dry brushed uh i have to admit i hated mine like it just it was just one of those things you have to get through almost and i, I made the mistake of actually doing it. are you doing a whole company uh battalion sorry not company um no i've got a, i've got one company so it's the it's a full okay it's not even a full potato it's the two-thirds potato i think potato light yeah <laughs> we're still like 10 stands of ak wielding guys and then yeah 10 rpg stands and then the stingers and then all the light machine guns yeah exactly did you go so for the grenade still... launcher and stuff as well are they on a separate blister for my afghansty oh uh, yeah of course they are yep so i'm because i originally bought I've got a platoon of guys that I'm going to use for my Afghansty with the weapon pack that I got separately when they first came out. Because they're going to have the proper... Well, I don't know. I don't know if Polish Afghansty is... Polish Airborne would have the blue. I imagine they would, though, wouldn't they? Have the... What, sorry? The... Because they've got different colour piping, haven't they? The infantry of red. Oh. The Afghansty. Yeah. Well, there you go. If anyone knows, well, I know what you mean with the Soviets. I don't know if the um, Poles do the same thing. Polish followed the same, yeah. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that's uh, yeah. Lots of Soviets, and then if you um, have the answer, write in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Write in a comment, and uh, I'll give you a, a like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a like. One like, please. A good hard like. I've, I've invested all the rest of my cash into uh, spray paints and super glues. Yeah, oh. I'm t- tell you, known oil, known oil futures is what you want. Ah, uh... uh, I, I'm so peed off that my Xandri dust can ran out. I thought I had a spare one, like after it had run out, and I went scrabbling around and realised I didn't. Oh no! It's, it's my favourite <laughs> spray, that one. Says so, yeah, Xandri dust spray, known oil shares, um, cardboard, the cardboard supplier for Amazon probably sounds like a good share to invest in at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Dunk, what have you been painting? Well, I've been... I've actually... I don't, hmm, I haven't really been painting anything, but I've been painting lots, if that makes any sense. So I've been finishing things off. Yeah. So I've finished off all of the bases for my Soviets that have been sat there for like nearly two years with just brown bases. And nice. that was quite a... 
that was an epic um, marathon. I just did them all in one go, all like 100 bases or whatever it was. Um, so they're all done and usable and good to go now. So that's that's nice. Lovely. Uh, so I'm quite pleased with that. Uh, I've done, um, I finished the last um, 25 points of my Dutch for Team Yankee. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I've got two Leopard 1s now. Um, I've got three PTRLs um, and the uh, YP756s. So I can do a Leopard 2 company because so, I can do the Leopard 2 Commander, a Leopard 2 Platoon, and then a Platoon of the YP765s. Nice. And I've also done the infantry for the 765. So I've got the infantry for the M113s that I've already got done. And now I've got the, you know, one, uh, 6 and 5s as well. Cool. So that's quite nice. And they're all, I'm just um, basing them now. And I'm actually, I'm, uh, as a little article, I'm just writing up how I do basing. Because it's, it's not the most elaborate thing. But it's one of those things where actually, like with the Soviets, I realized that until I'd actually finished basing them, how much did, basing yeah. actually yeah. makes makes a massive difference, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't. It's stupid. It it sounds well. It sounds stupid, but it almost doesn't matter how good your paint job is um, on the individual figures if the base is not tidy and just enhances them. It's well, like we said in the last. Of... Like we said in the last podcast, it's faces, bases, something, something. It's yeah, a... something, something. Wallet and watch. <laughs> Magic. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, so I'm going to do a little article on that because it's. I, I kind of I've gone back to doing it a bit of an old school way. So um, I base the desert stuff differently to I do um, like Western Europe. So wow. desert stuff I do the the medium, and for Western Europe I do uh, sand stuck to the base, and then um, actually use like a wash over the top of it, and then a dry brush, and so it's ever so slightly different. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Don't know why, just do. Um, yeah, and then uh, what else have I painted? Oh, some tornadoes for oh, yes, the Dutch I saw that. again. Nice. Yeah. yeah, they've come up. They've come up pretty nice. I've I've got I've still got to do the transfers on the Dutch actually, but I've mostly the transfers on the um, tornadoes. So they're they're up and running. The only problem I've got now is that I actually realise I've got nowhere to store them. So I went, oh, they're they're really nice and finished. And uh, oh, yeah, uh, they're a bit of an odd shape. Uh, can't really, yeah. So I'm gonna have to have a look at that this week. But um, I think that's broadly been it. Oh, and I'm just painting now uh, as we speak, live from uh, the bunker, um, some T54s <laughs> and some shilkers for my Egyptians. So had a bit of a spurt on. Like I said, it's just bits and pieces really that I thought, well, like, I don't need to do the T54s because I've got tons of Egyptians. But it's nice to. I'd like to get them done and give them a a run out. So yeah, I think that's that's mainly been it, just tidying stuff up rather than anything like exciting and new. Nice. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to the um the Dutchies getting on the table again. It's it's interesting because I was kind of lagging on that a bit. You know, I was getting it was waning slightly because there's only so much green you can paint, but actually getting. Yeah. Getting them painted again has kind of gone, oh, okay, all right, on to the next thing then. There's a lot to be said for actually completing a selection. Yeah. Unit or whatever, and then kind of going, oh, okay, they did look pretty good, and kind of getting the motivation to move on and keep going. Yeah, I'm going to try and break up some of these desert T54s as well, so I'm not there's not a green smudge on them. Um, 
and then get the next PTR, uh, sorry, not PTR, the P YP uh, 765s put together because they're the resin kits. They're a bit of a, uh, they're a bit clunky. So get them put together and then I can do um, them either in 113s or, or the armor carriers. Nice. Yeah, it's going all right. And then I got distracted by Marines this week speaking, as well. Oh, what Marines? Uh, the Team Yankee Marines. So we had the the articles that were submitted by um, Luke Daly. Um, oh, Soviet three, Marines. Soviet Marines, Soviet yeah. Marines. Uh, Soviet Marines, yeah. I've ruined my segue. Oh, have I? Well, <laughs> yeah, I say, uh, oh, speaking of 113s and yep. PTR-76s, top five armored fighting vehicles. However, Soviet Marines does sound pretty interesting, so we'll carry on with that. Well, no, it's just uh, it's something I never even thought about, but they are cool, and the fact they get PT-76s, they're... They're so cool. I, I like them a lot. Um, but again, it's more infantry. Just tons tons of infantry, but it'd be black that's uniforms. What's it you worked out? 200, point, 200 pounds to do a 50-point army? <laughs> yeah, 200, 250 quid um, to do a 50-point force because it's the BT... Well, essentially the BT... Um, Six. No, BTR-60s, Six. yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you, you know... When you did your Egyptians, you said they were the was it the worst pound per point unit? Oh yeah. <laughs> and you have to, yeah you have to do two of them. So there's the, I think we worked out Lee wasn't it like a hundred quid in just essentially glorified machine gun carriers? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, but they are cool. I don't know. I might do. I might see if I can go do a platoon because I started looking. So I've got the metal figures like you, Eddie, and I, I, I they've redone them all in plastic, haven't they now? Yeah, like everything's yeah. plastic. So it might be quite interesting just to have a, a platoon in plastic because it won't matter if they look slightly different then either. Yeah. But they're quite cool. I was thinking about ways to mass paint black then as well. Like, you know, you just spray them black and then uh, give them a dry brush and then a, a black spray ink spray wash. Use a contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Black Templar, whatever it's called here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that was that was quite cool. It's, it's just interesting to read something different. Yeah, we put some decent thought printers to his articles. And like I said, we, first ones up today as we as we're speaking now, recording it. And then we're doing one a week. I, I did see that he posted. Um, Luca posted in the Czech Facebook group that he's actually scratch built one of the big hovercraft as well. Oh, that's Ooh. amazing. Which uh, um, I he hadn't put the I don't think he put the pictures in um, for that, but that sounded amazing because it was like. 18 inches wide or something ridiculous it looked like. <laughs> it looked absolutely huge. They're big. So it's like their aircraft carrier's big. The American yeah. LCACs are pretty big. Do you know what yeah. aren't as big as they are? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Armored fighting vehicles. What? Segway. Segway. Segway complete. Woo-doop. Yep. So, I went first last time, I'm not going first this time. Alright, are are right, what, what are the rules? Because I need to... Clarify. Not a tank. Yeah, it can't be a tank. Right, but... Jeep. And that's a soft skin. Yeah, it's oh, got to have at yeah. least bullet... Like, um, you know, protection against bullets. You know, seven, six, small arms right, and armored, armored... Tank Armored team. fighting vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Wait, mansplaining. Eddie, so it's talking... an armoured fighting... Yeah, but this is transports, right? Not not just... 
Well, it could be some help guns, or, you know, um, tank yeah, hunters. Books. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. But not main battle tanks type stuff. No. Correct. Okay. <laughs> and it's World War Two, right? Yes. Okay. Just okay. clarify before I say yes, tank. <laughs> oh, we are definitely World War Two this time. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Lee, in your encyclopedic knowledge of armored fighting vehicles and tanks, what is your your number five? Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay. So my number five is going to be the M3 um, half track. Ooh. Okay. Um, so, simply because it's it gets used by everyone, including the Germans, to keep capturing them, and the Americans keep running away. Um, it's uh, you know it's versatile. It gets used for various different um, platforms. It comes you know it's not just a uh, transport vehicle. It's used for soft power guns. It's used for air guns, and it's got some longevity to it. It actually gets used by Israelis until comparatively late. I think the reserve forces were using it well yeah. into the eighties, albeit with new diesel engines and little pintle machine guns, all kinds of stuff out of it. Nice. So yeah. That's fine. Duncan. Hmm. It's an interesting question. So I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for the priest. The M7 priest. Oh. Because, because we've had it recently come out with the Brits, the defrock priests. So they were used as AFEs, albeit in a limited fashion. I loved the... Um, the little factoid we found out, or I was taught about the um, the reason that the um, sextons existed, because I didn't know that before. So that that stuck in my head. But also, again, they get used pervasively by the Americans um, throughout the war. Um, it goes on again after the war finishes. Um, standard 105 round, just a, a useful piece of kit. If memory serves, they're also proxied in the Battle of Britain movie as a German Stug in the very first scene. Are they? Yeah, I, okay. I, I do not remember the that. The very first scene, it's, it's France, 1940, and then there's an armoured column coming through. I think it's either going to be a priest or a sexton. I think it's a priest. Um, okay. So, there we go. There we go. Um, I am going to go for an M3 white scout car. Sexy. Ooh. Because it's it's like the M3 half-track, just with wheels. And yep. I, I think they don't get enough enough love, to be honest. They're pretty baller. I like them. I, yeah. I like them. Version 4 has made, made them really slow for some reason. They only move 8 inches now, rather than like 10. Like really? Else. Yeah, yeah, they're not as zippy as they used to be. They can dash all right. Yeah, oh no, you're right. That because we had that weird thing, didn't we, with the Americans in mid-war with the recce stuff. Yeah, where it's got the Jeep and the M uh, M3 Scout car, and they move at different speeds, which is yeah, less than helpful. Loving the whole idea of having these things whizzing around as spotters for tank destroyers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, Lee, number four. Okay, so number four is a personal favourite of mine. 
Um, and this really is more of a one from the heart rather than any kind of cold, logical decision-making <laughs> here. It's their um, Hornice. Hornice um, Tank Hunter. Um, so, it's uh-huh. their, the, so it's their oh, um, Hummel chassis a with the moment. long Barrett 88. And it's one of my favourite German Tank Hunters. I don't, I don't know why. It's just, it just, it just looks. It's like a murder on steroids. It's um, in game. It's pretty good. It's actually because I can actually take it and not feel so guilty as doing murders mid war. Um, but yeah. probably again like a murder is probably a bit too good for its points. But um, yeah, it's, it's just like it's just like this thing of just let's put the biggest gun we can on the biggest you know open top chassis we can, and we'll just. And, and see gets, how that goes. Yeah, oh. it gets used. It gets used um, in mid-war. And it gets used late war. It gets used right to the end of the war. I think it was combined with. I don't think that's um, true. Yeah, Panthers. I think saying a German thing gets used right to the end of the law is in end of the war. Yeah. Is kind of quality. It's more just they had some left. Yeah, yeah. it's just scraping the barrel at that point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, These exist. Well, you can say that about the 1805 machine gun, couldn't you? <laughs> 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 well, the, the, the was it the um, the male tank that was in Berlin? Oh, oh the, allegedly, yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Alleged, yeah, allegedly, yeah. Yeah. Duncan, number four. Hmm. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for a German one this time, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the 250 new SDKFZ 250U. Oh. A little sports car, uh, half track. Flat. Oh, no, not... go... Sorry. Flat, not pointed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I think they're just they they look cool. I mean, the two fifty one is obviously a classic, um, and that was used throughout the war. Um, but the the, the two fifty just it looks it looks so cooler, so much cooler than that when they shrink it down for some reason, which is. Uh, Unusual. Have, have you ever stood next to a two fifty one? No. They are tiny. Really? They are really small. And then looking at a two fifty, I can't even imagine how small that is. Yeah, they're really because they'll come up. You can just peer over the side of a two fifty one. They 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 look massive in Flames of War, but they yeah. they're really not. They're tiny, tiny things. I mean, obviously, they're, they're terrifying when you've only got a horse or something, but, you know, yeah. armed with a rifle, it's still quite thick steel. But, yeah, as, as armoured uh, armored personnel carriers are always a lot smaller than you think they are, and the 251 is tiny. How small 250 is in real life? It's just a sports car version, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Nice. Oh, God, I ran out of time. Um... I'm going to go for a universal carrier. Oh, boo. Number four. You know, just ubiquitous. Yep, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Um, so, that's that's my number four. Back to you, with, Lee. With flamethrower? No, with no, no, no wasp. Nothing pretentious, nothing like that. Just, just a universal carrier with a Bren. Add some double hard gits inside who want to go capture the objective. It's generally how they used to roll. Maybe with a Piat. Oh, definitely. You know, if it's late war with a Piat, just because there's nothing more annoying than having one of your tigers blown up by a 
Piet Welding Armoured Vassnell Carrier. Thank you very much, Skip, at Art of War th- four or five years ago. I haven't forgotten. My poor little camp Tiger going off to capture the objective. One little Piat wielding armoured pers- um, universal carrier that I just couldn't kill with an 88mm gun. Doing bang. Oh, well, that's the game over then, isn't it? Oh. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, universal carriers for the win. Hmm, Lee? Um, yeah, so my one, number three, it's going to be a wrecking choice, and it's going to be the Stackhound. Again, it's more of an emotional oh, choice, this one. Really? Kind of love, I love the Stackhound. It's... That's two emotional choices, Lee. You've got to be careful. You might lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's actually not that great as um, an armoured car, really. It's a bit too big, a bit too heavy. It's, um, ground coverage isn't that isn't a brilliant but I just love the look of it it just looks I don't know brutal I guess yeah, yeah I can't wait brutal round sorry oh, sorry what's Duncan's oh Duncan uh, what are you going for I'm going to go I'm going to go Italian again I went Italian last time I'm going to go you Italian did? again I don't. I don't care. Well, I'm going to go for the Semaventi. Semi- I'm going to go for which one should I go? Oh, probably the classic one. The, was it the 7518? So the mid-war Italian one before they captured lots of them that was actually an artillery piece rather than a, you know, um, anything else or allegedly. Yeah. I, I think that they're they're just a classic design. It's just really boxy. All rear of it. Really together, I, I think they always look cool. I actually found a box of them the other day, and I went, "Why have I got a box of these? I don't have any Italians." And then I remember that I was going to do some Italian allies for my um DAC. DAC, yeah. And bring in the um some eventies for that. So I might I might get around to them at some point and throw them in. But I think that they're um yeah classic piece of uh, mid-war kit. Nice. I pinballed around again. I'm not really put enough thought into this. I'll back myself into a corner. Yeah. Um, where are you going for, case, Eddie? In that case, as it's armoured, I'm going to go for a verbal wind. A verbal wind? <laughs> really? <laughs> because nothing says, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And a Panzer four with uh, four... Were they 20 mils? Or were they, just... they were 20 mils, yeah. Yeah, four 20 yeah. mils at the top. The Austrian was 3.7, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think it says, oh my God. But also, like, a verbal wind would be absolutely terrifying if it drove around the corner pointing at you. As an infantry, oh, I... as an infantry person, you'd just be like, oh, oh it's a tank. it's got a couple of machine guns. Yeah, it's quite nope. scary. Ah, a verbal wind's like, oh God. Yeah, I'm going to hide behind this wall. And, yeah, uh, but... Oh no, the, the wall's gone. The wall's gone. The wall ceased to exist, yeah. The other thing is, I think in my mind, it's more terrifying for an infantry guy because he knows his that that verbal wind isn't going to be wasting its time shooting at the uh, the tank that you know two hundred meters down the road. It's going to be shooting yeah. at you. Yeah, if there's no planes around and anyone near you and everyone in the general vicinity. So yeah, number three, verbal wind. In two, Lee. 
In two. In two, I'm going to go with... My brain's gone blank now. Um, Hellcat. Ooh. Ooh. So, do you like, yeah, do you like the sexy little Hellcats to tank destroyers? Big. That's a good choice. That's a solid, solid number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> De- Low fibre diet. Yeah. Long cap diet, yeah. <laughs> that is a solid number two. Look at it. <laughs> Dunk. Um, so what have I had? I've had an American, a German, and an Italian. Let's yeah. go for better of a Soviet the SU-76 oh Oh, yeah I think I'm going to go with the SU-76 because it's like that quirky little thing where it's it's not really relevant by the time it's actually um, in production and and being operated en masse it's kind of a light artillery piece when everything's gone a bit heavier Um, and I think they they use them in the Korean I think they use them in the Korean War as well I think the Chinese um, might have had some and so it still was being, you know, used in anger after, well after it should have been retired off. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you've got a spot for, spot for them as well, haven't you? Know? Mm, I, do, I do like the that suet, um, yeah, 666. Little open-topped baby, yeah. Obviously the crews didn't like it because it was open-topped in its Soviet winters, but... Um... Yeah. yeah. A little bit chilly. It seems like it was poorly conceived in in a, you know a country where uh, you regularly get you know sub double digit uh, figures in the winter. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, also going to go Soviet. Mm-hmm. Su one fifty two, the big boo, the big boo. Yeah, because screw you, all of your friends, everyone in the room next door, and that entire building. Yeah, there's not much you can do about that. No, it's just isn't. a huge round. They're very, they had a lot of fun games in mid-war with my, my company of them who plays the war. They just, they're just a weird, completely different to anything else I normally play with in terms of their capabilities and how to use them and trying to figure out how to unlock that Rubik's Cube of, you know, massive gun. What, they front... No, no, seven. Okay. Oh, that's not Six. bad for mid-war, though. It's not bad for mid-war, but if you get... Uh, I remember the Panzer IVs going straight through them. Uh, oh, the long-barreled ones, yeah, because it was yeah. 12, weren't it? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I remember your, yeah, your 21st proxy group taking a, a nice chunk of them out. And obviously oh, they... no, it, it was... um. It was, whatchamacallit, it was the T-34, um, that's right unit, wasn't it? Yes. With my one long barrel Panzer IV. Just yeah, just picking away, running, running, running around. around. The other one running yep. off, you only have groups of two. But, I don't know, I'm still looking forward to getting the T- the SU-152 company with the recce SMG wooding nutters. I think that combination would be kind of epic. It was the rotor ski because it was a hundred point list where you basically had four SU one fifty twos and then about thirty guys with SMGs in universal carriers driving forward laughing at you maniacally maniacally yeah it's the armored AFE list of doom 
So, yeah, that's my number two. Lee, what's your number one? My number one is the Stug. Stug, Stug, baby. Um, and I mean, what do you say about it? It's it's just oh, well. the ultimate. In, yeah, it's, it starts off as an infantry support weapon, ends up Can a I tank hunter. This is this is cheating, Lee, because everyone knows that the Stug is the best of everything. Well, obviously, yes. It's like it's like it's like the dwarf in here request. It's um, everyone knows <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> You're going to be that guy. You're going to take the best guy. I am. I've got to say the best for last. Where's well, this more? I've got to think of something else now. Because obviously, I'm wearing my Stug Stug Life hoodie. But you know, breakthrough assault Stug Life hoodie. How could I not pick a Stug? As opposed to the um, tank museum one, that seems to have copied our idea. <laughs> Yes, I, th- I, I think if you go uh, and and do a Google, uh, I, I don't think there's no such thing as original thought. I think <laughs> there's been a few. <laughs> I think it's been a few of them. facet of life since near nineteen. <laughs> yeah, I, they, they've got the je, je ne sais quoi. Why is Had smiling? Oh, he has got the Stug life, Gunther. Yeah, the Stug life didn't choose him. Ha 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 ha. And Whitman starts out in the Stug. It can't make sense. He does. Yeah, using a Stug, uh, was it Stug 3D, wasn't it? Uh, D, yes. When he, when he switches to the actual, like, an armoured armor vehicle, I'm like, well, he starts off in an armoured car, doesn't he? Does he? Something like that. Really? I think he starts off somewhere else, then gets to Stugs, and then finally gets the proper... Gets to a Tiger, and then he goes full Whitman, and uh, that's it. Never go full Whitman, guys. Just saying. Yep, never looks back. Yep. Or to the sides. Or to the sides. <laughs> Just straightforward. Yeah. My side armor would protect me. Yeah. <laughs> it was Universal Carry with a Pit that got Whitman. That's what the history books won't tell you. You heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> Real news. Real news. Real news. Dunk, Dunk what's your number one? Uh, Panzer 470. Oh! oh that's, that's better than a Stug. <laughs> the flattest of flat pandas. Yeah. T- to be honest, it's a t- uh, I'm a bit gutted because I should have put the Hetzer on there as well, but uh, it, it was a toss-up between the two, and the, the 470 is just... It's got a longer barrel. It's just all of the bad no- bad news. I mean, yeah. Just don't, What's try, and cross just don't quite try and cross any terrain. Yeah, or anything, yeah, anything. Don't try and move, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just... So cool. I mean, they just around for such a short period of time as well with the Panzer Brigades. Um, another well-conceived thought that is giving them no recce and uh, no uh, integral anti-air. Brilliant. Well done. Um, or no, it's artillery, wasn't it? Not anti-air. So no recce and no artillery. Except they had to like the um, those weird half tracks, the triple fifteen. Yeah, the drilling. Yeah. Drilling with the three. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave these to you know for, for themselves. They'll be fine. Um, yeah, it'll be alright. Nice. Um, but yeah, they're just they're just so like you said, they're so late war. Like you see one of those and you go, "Yep, know exactly what's going on here." Uh, right, the German player is desperate. As you have stolen the, the, best one. <laughs> the best one, I'm going to go for my flavor of the week, which is the. M12 155 Long Tom. Oh, that is proper flavour of the week. Because nothing says 
goodbye than direct firing them at anything. Yeah, I'm not sure that should be allowed in game, really. Well, that's what they, that's the only time you'd ever be on the board. That's what I mean. It's the only time. You, I, I think they, they shouldn't be able to bombard, if anything. They should be half the price they are, and they should just be allowed to direct fire. So if you decide to have them on the board, then they're there for direct fire missions. Well, like bunker busters. Yeah, well, that's what they, that's what they did. Otherwise, they would be like two miles behind the board, the action, using the AOP to actually just rein in lovely high explosive death and destruction in anyone in that postal code. <laughs> yeah, the indiscriminate weapon of choice. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the bullet with your name on or the, the long tom shell to whom it may concern. This was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, actually, because I've, I've, I've stitched myself up with the own ca- my, the criteria. I was thinking of all, you know... Um, well, that's why. I think... so, yeah. yeah, exactly, right? I mean, there's so many different ones that you can kind of throw in there. So, we might have to do, like, top five of the week. <laughs> top five of the... Eddie's top five of the moment, yeah. Slightly more mercurial. What have you been thinking about this week? Yes. Again, no Japanese armoured fighting vehicles didn't appeared. Just just lacking. Lacking all over, really. Yeah. Dear, oh dear. Maybe they're coming to the tankette version. Top oh, five. Yeah, top five tankettes. <laughs> you, see, you say that, but I still can't get the Japanese in the top five tankettes. <laughs> really? <laughs> L3. That'll be in I there. Know, you can't ruin things. Are we doing that next week? What top five tankettes? I'll have to do some yeah, refer- right, research. You gotta, you gotta find five tankettes. <laughs> yeah, a Polish one. That'll... Okay, here, here, all right. Top five tankettes, but you lose a point. You score a point for every original one, and you lose a point for every one that's a duplicate for what someone else has already said. Okay, so you've got to go obscure then. Go obscure or go home. Or, or, first. Yeah. or go ballsy and we'll dice off for the first 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 pick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Top five tankettes, roulette. Top five tankettes. roulette. <laughs> tankette roulette. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good little uh starter game actually. Tankette roulette. What tank have I got today? Oh crap, I've got the oh, God, yeah. Does the Matilda Wild know. tankette? No, no, good God, no. It's only, got, it's only got a machine gun and it's got two yeah, crew. Yes, but it's got 54 millimetres of armour or something we've yes. seen, hasn't it? But it can't go anywhere. But it's a pill, yeah. It gets uh, an honourable mention as a pillbox. Yeah, but in a tankette on tankette fight, unless you get the 50 cal upgrade, you're not going to be doing much. We're not going to be doing much anyway. You just can gently nudge the other person. <laughs> Waddling around, <laughs> yeah, because you can't hurt them and they can't hurt you, so you just sit there looking at each other, going, "Well, ah, I've seen, <laughs> so you played tankette, tankette before, yeah, <laughs> some not uh, hot tankette on tankette action." <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to this one because I can get a few tankettes and throw in there. So, um, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have we found your um your your secret shame? Your niche. Yeah, Lee's secret niche. Are we seeing tankettes and light and light tanks? I mean, what's, we, have to, we have to work on what definitions oh, of the week. See. Whatever Wikipedia says is a tankette. 
There you go. Let me just fire up my uh, editing software. <laughs> I choose the M1 Abrams, that well-known American tankette. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's only got three crews. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, should we do an officer answers? Next. I think so. It can be. We've discussed a lot of painting. <laughs> is, there any, is there any more painting we need to discuss? Uh, we discussed the painting competition itself. Oh, yes. Are we doing that here? Yes. I think we are. Are we? Yeah. Let's do it here. It, 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 it dovetails nicely. So, as uh, we I said last episode, having slightly forgotten that the rules got changed after I talked about it, um, we are currently, now, being the 1st of April, Judging the painting competition on the blog. Woo! Mm-hmm. Um, which we haven't decided who's won. But we think, well, I, I, I count the really cheesy line that everyone's a winner who painted something because you now have something that's painted that you didn't have before necessarily. Um, and there's some amazing entries, actually. Is there any, any that caught your guys' eyes? Um, yeah, Petters 88, um, Tank on yeah. 2. It really did stand out. Oh, the okay, yeah, the the tank hunter ones. When you said eighty eight, the, the like, creep I, I just think I said no, I didn't see any flak eighty eights because I'm a flak eighty eight biased mindset. No, no, they're the um the cruciform yes. ones, aren't they? They look really cool. Yeah, they were good. I'm gonna have to. There, there's been a few, but I can't remember whose people, whose um entries they were. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm impressed that um, people actually took part in this random thing oh yeah unassigned prize yeah Lots of glory though plenty of glory mm. much glory people decided to paint entire armies in the, in the in the three weeks we gave them so it's like yeah that's buckets. crazy and like okay. that was the good the good level of hobby insanity not the bad level <laughs> also known as the hoarding that i currently have in my room <laughs> so let me have a look there was the who's were the uh, Soviets on the Stalingrad bases because they were pretty cool. They were very, very cool. Uh, Do you remember seeing them? I'm just bringing it up now on my screen. They were, yeah, Soren Petersons. They look very nice. Yeah. Science. People look at painted models. The yeah. best video show ever. Jeff Jeff Jorgensen's um, this guy painted the entire almost an entire um, IDF force. Oh yeah, that was night with the Cobras. Yeah, the Cobras. Yeah, the, cobra, cool. the Cobras. The Cobras are a standout bit of, the, of that force, but yeah. Um, I I liked as well. There was who was it? One second. There were yeah, some people were painting massive volumes. Who did the massive units of Soviets? Oscar, Oscar Mucker. Yes, it, they look quite nice. I actually zoomed in them as well. They actually, you know, it's not only is the quantity is actually a fair bit quality as well. Yeah, the basing was really nice on them. But yeah. again, that's a huge amount of stuff. Jason Sheldon, Shelton. Sorry, I apologise. Painted his first ever Team Yankee army. Some checks. Yes, yeah. yeah. Dana's. Oh, those Dana's are awesome. And talking nice bases. Um, it's got David's. Um, maybe we'll try pronouncing that last name. I apologise. Um, Midwar Brits. 
the designated Des Brits, which look really nice as well. Yeah. William the, the, White, there's been a lot of man, love. Yeah. On his iron sides. On beach jobs. Brits with beach obstacles look ace. And I'm now yeah. kind of. Oh. It's, not, it's not something you often see the Brits being done as a beach assault force, which is so it's really no, nice to see that's that. That's really cool. Done. Yeah. Well, you have to speak that he's, he's mm. converted the officer's arm as well. He's got an officer. That looks like, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, pointing. Yeah, yeah, like pointing forward, like that way, boys. Not sure That's very cool. They're really nice. Oh god, damn! Now I feel terrible. Has he put footsteps in the sand? Yes, yes he has. <laughs> oh, you nutter! <laughs> now I feel really bad. That's amazing. Okay, That's right, cool. wait, I'm done. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right, that's it. That's it. But yeah, the, there has been a lot of engagement on that post. So thank you for absolutely everyone that took yeah, part because it's been really nice to see everyone taking part, sharing some pictures. There's been some great stuff on there. Um, I think actually, how many people have we? So there's been 160 comments on that thread, which is pretty amazing. I know some of them are us mucking around and taunting people. But, uh, swear words, which is very nice to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But no, I think it's been um, it's been really good, and I think we'll do it again. We'll do, yeah. Yeah. So we're exactly. going to choose um, out of all, everyone who went, everyone who posted a photo, we're going to choose a random participant because the idea is to encourage yeah. people to paint, not this is the best painter. But we'll, we'll say who we well, I'm not all mentions we we post up. Yeah. Yeah. So we can um, mention dispatches. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. Matches, yeah. But um, yeah, so thanks, thanks everyone. That was um, yeah. Thanks Very to Fez for idea. Hey man, I'm full of them. If only they could make me money, I'd be rich. Yeah. And I think also <laughs> thanks to Battlefront this one because actually providing price support for the first one. So yes. Big shout out once, yes. we, once we once we work out the um, details of it. Yeah. And even if they don't, then the original idea was that I could get rid of some of my hobby pile by just making it disappear in the post. So. Yeah. <laughs> the next one will be funded by my stash. <laughs> getting a little bit obscene now. And unfortunately, yeah, with Tacey over, my fiance is actually seeing the extent to which I've got piles of toys. <laughs> it's <laughs> unused. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. On officer answers. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. In no particular order, also known as the order I cut and paste them off the, the Facebook post. Timothy Anderson asks, painting. Why did the Brits stop painting camo in Normandy? Look at the Greys tanks in Italy. Then they go to Normandy and don't bother, even though apparently the paint was available. I'm looking at you, cool, Lee. Yeah, that's, that's I, not honest, for me. Yeah, honestly, don't know. Um, obviously, they, they still painted the soft skins, the, 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 the Mickey Mouse ear camo. And occasionally you might you'll see that on a hard skin. I'm not sure how much of that is a post-war museum fancy. Um, I, don't, I honestly don't know why they, why they didn't. I, get, I can only presume because effectively we were on the offensive. Yeah. Just assume that being camouflaged probably wasn't as useful. I mean, I there's, no, there's no air threat or very little air threat. Yeah. We're yeah, on, I, on the move, I, so being camouflaged doesn't matter. Obviously, you do get the camouflage in the form of the actual, um, like, firefly um, barrels and that kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I love those. That's really, It's yeah. always really weird when you see them, because it does kind of work. It works, it's yeah, weird. yeah. 
I think it's more. It's very hard to be camouflaged when you're crashing through Bocage and driving up French town streets. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as well, you see the shift into being less, less in terms of of concealing yourself and more in terms of protection. Because look at the amount of crap that they're bolting onto the front of their tanks. Mm-hmm. You know, why it... are you going to bother? Why are you going to bother painting a tank if you're going to cement on sandbags and logs and tank tracks to the front of it? Yeah. That's more the, more the Americans, but yeah. Did, I was going to say the Americans didn't bother either, did they? That They didn't bother ever, I don't think, with camouflage patterns, did they? Um, the Americans, they start, again, they started, um, when they land, so I'm domestic in the background, um, <laughs> when they land, they have um, like um, strip camo in that. I think that's what they're basically doing in Africa. But again, it very quickly disappears. I mean, so green and black camo is quite common. Well, not quite common, but it was an uncommon in Starfield. I'm not sure how, when it gets dropped, but I think it does well, get dropped. Some, there was, uh, and they, but they did it in 44 as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when they, when they hit the beach, they still have the it, but it does. And 45, to be fair. There's yeah. some bits they had the darker bits over, whether or not that was just residual or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much a crude choice. I guess most crews just just couldn't be, didn't think there's enough worth to do it. Yeah. Whereas, for the comparison, the German side are trying to avoid being shot up by rampaging thunderbolts and typhoons, and so they're very running much, yeah, <laughs> very much by trying to camouflage so they can hide in like tree, you know, tree lines and that kind of thing. We just didn't have that as a consideration the world outside because we had complete air. You know, we had air dominance. Yeah, Vincent, that's a guess. Yeah, that, that is a total guess from us, by the way. No historical, you know, liabilities. Uh, Vincent Jiffum asks, "How many anti-tank fourteen do you consider to be the absolute minimum when building a British list? Can the typhoons be a good alternative?" I'm guessing this is obviously late war. Um, so, as a as a para player, um, I'd say zero. <laughs> yeah. And yes, a typhoon can be, but I must admit, I am having trouble with using the typhoon version for. It's not as great as it was. No, now it's train rather than veteran. You can't rely on the rockets as much as you used to. Um, yeah. So I think going with like an armored force, and yeah, you want to at least have like um, four M10Cs or. As many fireflies as you can get in your H- in your tunes, or just a ton of infantry pits. Yep. Well, lots of universal carriage pits, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the major tank hunter of the Second World War. <laughs> yeah, no t- typhoons, not as reliable as they once were, but a lot more survivable. Well, so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Have you actually fired the rockets? I don't at all with those the new typhoons in V four really because you haven't How, against me. No. We played two games and I don't think they've. I have not. That's what I said. That's just making me think it because like I say it just didn't come up. No, it just, just can and stuff. Yes, but again, that's because of targeting your soft skins. If you've been fight, you know, bringing some real things to play to the battle, it might have been a very different equation. Interesting. Good question. We shall feed back. And, and let you know how typhoons go in future battles. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Hill asks, could you discuss tactics for using transport attachments for mechanised infantry? 
The vehicles seem to offer a tremendous amount of benefits as a transport attachment. Um, for example, they are weapons platforms. Even if destroyed, passengers get a save to bail out. Some can be effective assault units. They don't get a save to bail out. Not my bloody Panzer Grenadiers, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> all the ball. Not no. that bitter at it, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think they're very, very useful when you're attacking. I think they're, they're not as useful when you're defending because they tend to get picked on. That would be my feedback is you have to kind of hide them a bit more. They're not, you know, they're not anything um, exceptional, but they've got a lot of machine guns on them and people will um, prey on them if they can before going in against infantry. Um, they, need, they need to be concealed by terrain to be concealed. Yep. So if they're sat, sat next to your infantry in the open, because the objective's out on an open stretch, then... Yeah, you're just getting Yep. Yeah. Um, as well, there's a terrifying thought that if you're in a transport attachment and there's some lucky tank rounds go in and end up or unlucky tank rounds, end up bailing a load of your transports and then you get insulted by some infantry, you're in mega trouble because all the guys inside are dead. Because if you get destroyed in assault, you are dead, dead. No saves, no nothing. Gone. Yeah. Also worth noting, if you're hit by a brutal round and you um, have to take infantry saves, they will have to re-roll them. Yeah. Which comes up a lot in Team Yankee. I mean, they are very useful. I, yeah. I mean, I I like I like them. I've used them, I've used them with the Twenty First Panzer Infantry going forward quite a lot, and they, they just this sheer volume of machine guns you can kick out is just ridiculous, frankly. Um, but yeah, they I mean, are both hard games. You mullered me with machine gun fire. Yeah. I mean, well, they're they're four dice each as well. The U three three oh four, so they're even, you know, even chunkier than some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's like anything, there's an art to it, and I think um, I don't think I've I've got there yet. But I think it's just you have to be very very careful with them because the other thing is that those units are really expensive because yes. they do factor in the um, the cost of the transport in there, and and as we know, uh, Flames of War does tend to um, uh, over um, emphasize speed. So, because they they can make you a bit faster. Um, yeah, that's the the other thing is they don't actually make you a whole lot faster compared to just infantry, especially through a, a busy cluttered board. They they really don't. Um, in fact, the 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 Panzer Grenadier, uh, the twenty first Panzer ones actually make you slower or as <laughs> as quick. So you're not actually even even faster with those. Um, yeah, less of dashing, they're not getting much benefit out of it at all. Really. No, I. I I'm I'm still not convinced by them. I think they're great if they're in the right scenario. If you get caught in the wrong one, then you're paying points for something that doesn't really have an effect on the table. Yeah. Um. Mm, I've never actually I've not tried a mounted assault on them yet. I don't know if you guys have. No. Um. Always... We, yeah, you're building up. You're building up for one. Our game with the paras. Um, yeah. Like I say, unfortunately, machine gun fire is far too effective. They actually never really got a chance to do it. But well, yeah, and it's quite it's quite sketchy, isn't it? Because if you've, anyone's got any integral or supporting AT, you're going to take some hits on the way in. And I can't remember if is it two hits, two bales stops you. 
Yeah. I can't remember. Um, so the five, the five hits doesn't the five hits doesn't stop you anymore. But the um, like say the two two bailed or killed will stop you. Yeah, and they're because they're only usually side armor zero. You you can even die to um. Machine gun or, fire. Or, yeah, ones or zeros. You can get bailed and uh, by machine gun fire, which is a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, hmm, I don't know. I'm 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 still on the fence with that. Then to be honest, I know that's probably not the the tips and tactics that we're looking for here, but um, the side, I think the side, that decisive decisions here. <laughs> well, no, I think they're just the finesse weapon sometimes as well. I'm sure there's some very very good players out there that will absolutely school people up using them because they'll know. You know how to use that that Swiss Army knife because that's I guess the thing is that especially the Germans they got a bit of everything. Yeah. Um. But I yeah for me I, I don't know like like Eddie said that they're not that much faster now. They used to, they used to, do they used to be faster in significantly well, yeah, faster. If you, if you think infantry only used to move six, you didn't have blitzes and follow me's and stuff to move. Yeah. Whereas now so now at um, they're eight and the vehicles have stayed at ten. Ten. Yeah, you're not eight, and some have gone backwards to eight. Like say, like your um, French ones and like white scarf cars and that kind of thing. They've all gone sort of backwards, as it were. Yeah, mm, I, 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 th- I think they could be a trap. I think from memory, the Panzer Grenadier ones are about fifteen points a, a unit as well, which is you know in a hundred point game that is a bare old chunk. By the time you bought two of those in the command, you're not you know you're not going to get much change out of the the first forty odd points of your um your list. No. Um, hmm. I don't know if there's. So the Soviets, the Soviets don't have any. Well, yeah. Right now, the Soviets only have the rotor and the white okay. scout car, and they can have white scout cars or two fifty half tracks or the, yeah. probably the better yeah. option is universal carriers. Yeah, can just get yeah. lots, more, lots more carriers. Okay, I think that's that's probably the ones I've I've seen that are better are probably the ones where you get more transport vehicles so the 250s and 21st panzer get seven half tracks i think it is yeah uh and whereas the the standard 251 panzer grenadiers get four so it's you know it's quite a big difference in terms of number of machine gun shots between um 16 and 21 or whatever it is 15 also 21. there's the fact that when you get if you have one inventory team in a half track you've just you basically put it in bulletproof cover yeah whereas if you have two then you put it in bulletproof cover but you're doubling the number of saves you have to take for each single yeah. shot. that's that's actually very true that is so very true smaller that. you know one for one is actually a lot more useful um, that does take up a lot more real estate. I mean, I had some problems manoeuvring my stuff because well, well, universal carrier is really because the universal carrier is smaller than the standard infantry. It's half the size. Yeah, but some of the half tracks aren't. Oh yeah, yeah no, the half track, the the two fifties or two fifty ones, you know, can be. I think the other thing as well, like when you talk, think about um, just thinking about half track infantry. The US um, in the M3 half tracks with the 50 cows. Yeah. That, that I've had some, yeah, they're golden because the 50 cow is actually a very, very good weapon at digging infantry out. Mm. Yes. So you've got some of them, yeah, actually, that does make quite a difference. One of the things to bear in mind as well 
is with your infantry, if you stay still, then you can shoot over them. When you put vehicles in the way, if you've got a tank force, you can start. And I had it before, yeah. the guy with his um, with the 21st Panzer, not 21st, he had some DAC with um, 251s, and he had so many... Um, so many half tracks. He was his. He was blocking his own Marder shots. Oh, I see. Okay. See, I yep. could draw line of fire through his teams to shoot his Marders. Yep. So I was actually able to drive around and kind of use his Marders, use his half tracks against him. Yeah, that's sort of an impromptu cover. Yeah. So you, it, there is putting more stuff down isn't always best. At times. Well, I think that's the, that's the difference though between attacking and defending with them. Then I think as well. Because yeah. defensively, if you're looking for a defensive force, A, you don't need that extra mobility to get anywhere in, in relative safety from, you know, artillery or whatever it is. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, defensively, I, I think... Can you still send them to the rear? You can, can't you? You can. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. But then I guess you're paying for something easy, that you're not, not using. Yeah, but then if they're just going to be a liability, just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So that's an extended discussion there. Yeah, well, yeah. Almost like we need to fill up because we've not played any games. Um, Tony <laughs> Hellard asks, when producing an army list, what is your first criteria that you look for? Uh, for me, it's, does it have tigers? If it doesn't have tigers, oh, God. it's... <laughs> it's Stugs. Uh, if it doesn't have Stugs, then I don't know, why would you play it? Do do you go for in-game efficiency or do you go for a historical context? It's a historical context for me. Uh, and would it look cool? Pay, is it going to be a cool painting project? Is your one? Very much so. Um, for me, it's it's. I tend to get fixated on certain aspects of a list. Um, okay. So what I my looking back, I tend to go, oh, you know, I want to run X unit. You know, the rule of cool X unit sounds cool. I'll make an armor list that I think will be all right. Um, then I'll realize that that is way too specialized in one element and it's actually not that good a unit in game terms. And I'll end up kind of adapting the list over the course of a couple of months and adding other units in to kind of balance it out and round it out into a cohesive force. So what what do you always put in a list then? What's the first thing you look for in a in a, a, a playable, you know, um not competitive, but you know something functional, if you like. Well, so fun- well, that, that's the thing. So the first criteria for me is is just the the the, the inspirational unit. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a formation unit. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's a support unit. Um, but I mean, it, it goes back to the same. If you want it to be a playable list, and and what mean you know what what. Well, everything's playable. Really, come on. It. You've then got to make sure that you're covering all your bases. Can you, can is you got something to do with tanks? You've got something to do with infantry? Are you really susceptible to artillery? You know, it's kind of like those three things that you kind of roll through. I I have to admit, I always try and make sure I have some cheap artillery in there and some guys. So one of the first things to look at is how to, in, you know, what available, um, not always, but like certainly for the Americans, I was looking at it going, right, okay, I can take in mid-war, um, the mortar platoon, the armored mortar platoon, and I can take the, the um, short 75s, the T30s, and that's yeah. my artillery. Right, okay, good. So I've got artillery covered. So 
you know, I, I always think that they're it's something that's handy. And it's usually the first thing that gets dropped, weirdly. Oh. That and air power. Well, I think artillery is quite expensive, so if you can find a cheap way of putting it in, it's yeah. usually quite a good way to to sort of start when you think about lists. If it's more than two guns, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, th- the, the three-gun minimum kind of still applies, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, makes those German support units a bit wonky, things like grills and... Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, two, two 150mm guns is not great. It's just re-rolling hits. That's just such a penalty. It is massive. I, you know, I noticed it a lot at um, Corivory when my American units would get down to just two guns. And then you just like you know, deep sigh every time. You're like, oh, I hit you. Oh, I re-roll. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's quite dispiriting when it's things like German, veteran German as well, oh, when you're hitting on fours. And... Especially as a repeat bombardment and you've already ranged in. Yeah. You're just like, I've done the hard bit. Oh, no, no, evidently I haven't. <laughs> I would have, I would have said previously, like under previous editions, Recce was something that you definitely had to work out some way of including, but I don't think it's that necessary now. I think well, it's, it's not a yeah, I don't think it's, it's quite not... pervasive. No. Yeah. I mean, before, if you didn't have some Recce and you you were, you know, people would look at you funny. Definitely. Okay. Yep. Uh, Chris Bow asks, from which men-only nightclub did we steal our poster from? Oh, <laughs> that would be the uh, that would be Monty's Meat Grinder, surely. <laughs> The best nightclub in Brighton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very. Uh, Tacey saw that question and said, That's a bit weird. And I showed her the post and she went, Oh, oh, I, I understand now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Navy bucking, bucking the stereotype as usual. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wonder why they get a, a rep. Yeah. Um, Luke, da- uh, Luke Daly asks. Do you think Swedes in Team Yankee will be a good army if they're ever done by Battlefront? I personally think they'll be quite defensive, but will lack quality in certain areas, such as the lack of AA, poor choice in artillery, no dedicated attack helicopters, mediocre infantry, and nice, sneaky, but vulnerable tanks. I love the Swedes. If they're ever a Team Yankee army, I'm in. I don't care what they're like. I'm in. I'm going to be honest, I can tell you a lot about the Swedish Air Force, I don't know much, much about the Swedish Army. <laughs> so, the well, the Saab still, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. S-Tank, well, that's it. They had a cool um, uh, semi-automatic artillery piece, I think it was called the Banda Cannon. Okay. Um, that'd be quite interesting to see, because it had an autoloader, I think it only had two crew. Oh, I see, like MXs and that kind of thing. Yeah, it was like a. Tr- I can't remember if it's a truck or not. I think it was like an armored truck, and um, you basically the, the idea was that it would fire all of the rounds available to it, and then it would shoot off, and then go and uh, replenish from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So it would almost be like a, a salvo weapon, but with a heavy artillery rule. But the, it should be something like you know, only fires on a four plus or something like that, or once every other turn. Or yeah, it was um that. The whole premise, I think, was uh, for the Swedish stuff was was delay, mm. wait for someone else to turn up and give you a hand. Because let's let's be honest, they probably weren't going to be stopping the, the might of the Soviet war machine by themselves. Let's um, be fair, anyone that has to get to them has to go via Finland or Norway to get to get to Sweden. So that's true. You know, 
they got a bit of barrier. They obviously, they are they are they are neutral, which obviously is going to be um. It's going to be a factor, defense, isn't it? Defense itself, but it doesn't mean you also have to be independent because obviously no one's going to come rescue you because hey, you've always been on. You've been a yeah. wolf, maverick. I think they'd be an interesting force because they they would be um, so out there because their 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 style of, of um, combat they were looking or expecting was going to be completely different to um, the sort of the main German planes. Yeah. Awesome. Was there any I'm... any NATO forces whose standard response was to go on, on the offensive against the Soviets? Was it uh, all they, just? I think they had plans to counterattack, didn't they? Yeah, once so... once they stabilised the lines and the reinforcements start arriving, yeah. Okay. Probably Americans. Let's be honest. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not wait for the French to turn up. I'm going in. Yeah. Um, finally, then William White asks: Kangaroos, yes or no? After a starter. <laughs> In what sense? <laughs> I'm going to say yes, but only because Adam from Dice of War is our sponsor. G'day. Um, I, if he means for troop transports, yeah. Totally Definitely. Right. They're, they're awesome, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some, we... uh, yeah, previously. They, they always look cool as well. So I got someone gave me a box of stuff and they got the hobby and they got some ram kangaroos in there. So when we get later in the war, I'm hoping they reappear. Well, oh, they can they, Canadians right. use them? Um, I think not just Canadians. I think various various people huh? used them. They just had all these chassis sitting around. So hey, why not use them for something? Yeah. They got that cool like Crusader style um, turret machine gun thing on the front. Oh yeah, the little deck one. The yeah. deck machine gun. Hmm. Very quaint by that period of the war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that the I, last, I, was that the last question? That was the last question, yeah. That's an officer answers. Blimey. They were relatively easy. There was no um, First World War general uh, jousting this time around. No. no, not this time around. I think we've got to set up our own scenario. <laughs> Who'd win in? Well, we, I think you have to each declare an attacker with <laughs> an equal number of benefits and then subtractions. Oh, and po- yeah, goes. like a RPG character. You yeah, get so many positives and then well. yeah, negatives too. Paper hammer. Paper hammer. The Warhammer Dojo. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win between a Scorsini? Scorsini? Commando unit. Yep. Done up as Italians. <laughs> right. For the invasion of Norway. Okay. Or? Versus the Dad's Army platoon. Right. In a Hollywood blockbuster movie. Well, the Dad's Army platoon are all played by Americans. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. That's that's a proper... That's a question for next episode, I think. 
that's the equivalent of picking up the salt, uh, the the what you think is the salt shaker, and actually being sugar, and then dousing your chips in it. Oh. Oh. Should we ask some proper questions? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, this is. We need a theme tune. Yeah, we need a theme tune. Uh, this is military operation or shipping forecast area. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's right. And that's why I didn't want to tell you in advance because I thought you might be sneaky. Have a look around. Go and actually look at the shipping forecast areas because there is only a finite number. Oh. And get some insider knowledge. It's like if one of us was a former sea cadet and knew him, right? <laughs> you were a former sea cadet? Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Oh. Him. I was the oh. size of the group. <laughs> <laughs> May I refer to the Navy picture from earlier? Um, okay, so the first one is Heron. Uh, oh, that's, that's an operation. Is it? I'm going to say forecast. So you're saying forecast, Eddie? And Lee? Uh, sorry, yeah, what are you saying operation? I'm saying operation, yeah. And Lee, you're, uh, Eddie, you're saying? Forecast. Forecast. No, it's a uh, military operation. It's no! the German offensive to catch his Stalingrad, apparently. Operation Heron. Oh, one point to Lee. Yep. Actually, I'm going to keep, keep track. That's a good point. I've got, I've got an extra column. I've got it here. I, I don't feel the person on the place of scoring should actually be keeping the score. <laughs> 17. There's only 15 questions, Eddie. Doesn't matter. You forget that I edit this, Lee. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well oh, done, Bez. You have yeah. got, <laughs> you have got it right again. Um, so the next one Operation. Uh, oh, no. Oh, it's, oh, oh. oh. It's not. Oh, uh, oh. So, Fitzroy. Fitzroy. I'm going to go forecast. Putting it down there. Fitzroy. Fitzroy might be off his column. I don't recognise it either way. Um, I'm going to go shipping area yet. It is a shipping area. Yay! Yep. A point each. Point each. The next one is Dawn. Operation. Uh, Operation. That is an operation, yeah. It's the 1944 German counterattack against the Allied Operation Shingle. Oh, they gave that an operation name. Yeah. Um, I, thought, the next I thought it was just like, ah, oh, it's a Canadian! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. Was, it Shing, was Shingle. Um... Dieppe. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been a hurriedly put together one. Uh, give it a name. Uh, dawn, Dawn. Just go at Dawn. <laughs> we go at Dawn. Is that Operation Dawn? Yes, why not? Just go. The uh, the next one is Spotter. That's shipping area. Operation. It is. It's an operation. It's the 1942 delivery of 15 Spitfires to Malta from HMS yeah. Eagle and yes. Argos. It there didn't last long, but yes. Yeah, it was a very limited operation. Fifteen Spitfires, though. Um, the next one, Canuck. Operation. operation. That is an operation. It's the 1945 SAS operation near Turin to train and organise Italian resistance fighters. Yeah. 
uh, Ridley Scott saying commandos. Yes. Uh, opposing Dad's army. Here's an aside. <laughs> I went on holiday in Rome once, and there's a museum to the Italian resistance. Uh, and I thought, that'd be cool to visit while we're there. So we went for this walk, and it's miles away from like the centre of town. So we walk out to it, keep walking, stop at a cafe, keep walking, get there, find out it's closer today. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like pre-Google on your phone kind of thing. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. I never did find out about Italian resistance. I've seen they're made up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe that was the, the grand scheme. You know, their grand plan. Mm-hmm. Lured you in. Yeah. Um, the next one is Bailey. Shipping area. Forecast. Shipping area, yeah. Yeah, it is. I thought that one would get you because of, uh, you know, Morton Bailey Castle. Mm, right, and bridges. Uh, Polar Star. Operation. Operation. That's the Iceland one, isn't it? That is... Uh, no, it's the Soviet Union in 1943. It's an offensive to destroy Army Group North. No. In 1943, which is bold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely, a, that's definitely a, Stalin, a Stalin-led operation. Though, yeah. In that, we'll destroy the... Army Group North. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, punchy. Thank you, Joseph. Um, next one is Cottage. Um, ooh, four I'm not sure. Um, operation. It's yeah, it's an operation. It's 1943. It's the U.S. and Canadian operation to recapture Kiska in the Aleutian Islands. Oh, I personally ahead by one. That does. Next one is Viking. Uh, shipping area. All right. Shipping area. Is it though? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, next one's Huckabuck. Huckabuck, sorry. Operation. Yeah, I'm just, I can't think of that as on, on shipping map, so yeah, I'm going to Operation. <laughs> yep, it is an operation. It's the 1943 Commando Raid on Hearn in the Channel Islands, which I was quite interested in. I thought that was, that was quite cool. Yeah, cause that's, I'm yeah. going to with that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, because that's quite early on as well for the Commandos, isn't it? I know yeah. it's only... You know, off the coast in the Channel Islands, but forty-three. <laughs> well, I was just thinking. I've been. So my my family's on my mum's side is from Guernsey, and I've been to Hearn, and and the, I can't. I think I'm pretty sure you're not allowed motor vehicles on there. So yeah, they, um, not, um, yeah, they, like, they also take a dim view if you fly a, an airplane over them three or four times quite low during our checks. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really, Eddie? And how how would you yeah. know that? Um, we might have been grounded by them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I didn't let... Um... It's an official message from the head of the CAA, the Jersey, Guernsey and Channel Islands. You had to cease operations immediately. What are your intentions? Um, we'll land? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they didn't let jet planes, I don't think, land until the 90s, maybe? But there's nothing, there is no... Hearn's off the coast of no. Guernsey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I just meant in terms of like the Channel Islands. I don't think you could get a, a jet plane unless it was well, a private one. It's closed airspace. We had the permissions. It's just the paperwork had lapsed. <laughs> we told Ghostwriter yeah. that the pattern is full. And you had to stop buzzing the Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> okay, the next one is Ruckle. Uh, shipping area. I'm going to say Operation just because I think it's a shipping area, but if otherwise I'll never beat Lee. No, you got to keep it close, Eddie. You've got to keep it close. 
Well, I want to win it. I want to win. I've got to tie it up. I'm one behind. I'm going to say forecast. No, what? No, what? He said forecast. I'm going to say operation. It's, it's, it's a shipping forecast. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm two behind. Thanks, Duncan. Well, that's what I was trying to suggest. You know, keep it close, Eddie. <laughs> I like where you get it. Yeah, so... No, yeah, no there's, no, there's no bias. Yeah, no, no impartiality. Uh, hey, operate, babe, uh... <laughs> what, I was just thinking, I didn't realise you were a seeker there. You've got insider knowledge. Um, the next one is Biscay. That is a shipping area. Operation. It's an operation. It is a shipping area. I'm with yeah. two, right. three ahead. Right. How many so... questions have you got left? You've got three questions left. Oh, okay. there you go. So it's still possible. Yeah. <laughs> Get a draw. So, Northern Lights. Definitely uh, operation. Operation, yep. That is an operation. That's the 1942 German operation uh, to assault Leningrad. Ooh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Fastnet. Fastnet? Fastnet. ISP. Um. <laughs> Shipping. Uh, oh, fast net. Um, the operation. Oh, no, it's a shipping forecast area. Oh, oh Eddie's pulled oh, one back. I didn't have it. And the last one is Jubilee. Operation. Operation. Are you sure? Yes. Are you? Yeah, it's, it's an operation. It was the Dieppe parade in 1942. Yeah, both both sides of it, German and British. Yeah, yeah. I was, it, it was quite difficult. I was trying to find ones that, um, yeah, sounded like they might be plausible. Obviously, that was a uh, not as successful as I hoped because Lee got 13 right out of 15. Okay, Mind you, Eddie, yeah, you but Lee was a secret, so at least who's. He's got yeah, to lose a couple then Lee was a secret, so he loses five points, which means <laughs> I win by three. Based on editing. The fact that I edit this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I refer you to my previous comments. <laughs> I have to come up with another one. I quite like the council areas one that we did at Christmas. That was that was harder than it first appeared. Council but, areas, um, yes. There's some very The council wards. The council wards in the and UK. Yeah. Strange, strange old place, the United Kingdom. So, yeah, that's a conclusive victory, I'm afraid, to the uh, forces of uh, Lee. Yeah. Could you just say Fez for me? Yeah, and, <laughs> and wins. Yes, just, just yeah. you know, no particular order, just... Yeah. Fez <laughs> wins, yeah. <laughs> this time. <laughs> And then, and then just disqualified, and then Lee. <laughs> oh, no impropriety whatsoever. It's a stand-up contest. <laughs> oh. What should we do next time? Is run a book on it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't. I'll Wait, bet you. Money, money well, no, messy. It'd be toys, wouldn't it? Toys. Toys is toys are better than money. <laughs> That's oh, what they? I keep telling Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you you're playing um the Flames of War um odds though, aren't you? I'm gonna be the only, only Flames of War provider come the apocalypse. Exactly. They're gonna be buying stock off you at this rate. Yeah, exactly. 
<sighs> Should we scoot and shoot then, gentlemen? Or shoot and scoot, whichever one it is. Shall get dice. <laughs> Whatever the rule says. How the games work? Are we going to be able to remember how to play Frames of War by the end of this? Um, do we know how to play it or like now? Uh, touche. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, what? Try to find one we haven't had before. <laughs> be Some more impartial. Big old bag. Right, here we go, this one. I'm running, I'm, running, I'm running out, we're actually going through. Okay, so we've got one well, guessing one of the Kiwi divisions, because it's a it's like a Kiwi and a boom well, it could be actually Australian actually. Like it might be a boomerang. Key, it might be a bird on a boomerang. Ooh, bird on a bird on a boomerang. Don't be able to This kind of like a bird on a boomerang. So that'd be Aussie, so um they're usually veteran, aren't they? But yeah, oh, these days be trained, because Brits are always trained, aren't they? Trained. Alright, let's give it a roll. It is a five. Doesn't matter pretty much Woo! what we are. <laughs> we actually did it for once. I think I, I want to go back over the episodes and find out how often we do it because I'm pretty sure we actually do it more often than not, rather than don't do it more often than not. Well, if you can provide the evidence, I'll change the intro. How about that? All right, I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to sit down <laughs> and just go through it. Is it is it a kookaburra on it a boomerang? It could That's be the seventh Australian division. Oh, winning! Look at that. Yeah, go. it's not it's not an emu. Not an emu. <laughs> not an emu. God forbid it's one of those um, what they call carrot, the big like raptor-like things. Yeah, that, that's, that's an, is that an emu? No, it's, um, it's a seal or something, isn't it? Like, like uh, throwback to dinosaurs or something like that. <laughs> Australia, the place Ancient where everything place. will kill you. The statistical arbitrary record of podcast you've been listening to with Shoot and Scoop, the Blazer World podcast with the team at Breakthrough Assault at Code UK. And was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and the realization that I don't paint as fast as I thought I did. Tell me Bill Gates my only hope. He is as well, isn't he? He's just sitting there going, I told you. I told you all. Yep, this is, you know, who's, who's I warned you. Probably dentistry on someone. I got my um, airbrush on. I was going to do some airbrushing before we start the call. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I, I, spent, I spent about 45 minutes getting the damn airbrush working. It's, it's yeah. just having a pay today. It's the gold sweet spot. That's just surreal, isn't it? Uh, that people said, and I was like, "What does that mean?" Well, who's performing dentistry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, suction. <laughs>